Hey everyone, this is Wendy Hembrock from Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV podcast and the Small Council Matters podcast for Game of Thrones. When I'm not watching a lot of genre television, I may be listening to Setlisting Bruce or Pearl Jam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me tonight is a uh, producer. How you doing, Jean Marie? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, so we, we're going to have to talk, in addition to your Bruce, how you got into okay. that gig, because I bet that's an interesting okay. story. Sure. I uh, I uh, kind of grew up in a sports uh, family. Uh, my father was a sports writer, and uh, my brother was actually an executive at ESPN. And so I I, I had two older brothers. I grew up around sports. Uh, it was kind of ingrained in me, so to speak. So when I went to college, I knew I wanted to do something in sports. So I majored in communications uh, with, with an emphasis in TV radio. And... Uh, yeah, and it just kind of took off from there. I've worked in uh, sports television a little bit and sports TV news. Uh, and for the last uh, about 18 years or so, I can't believe it's been 18 years, I've been working at the Golf Channel, um, producing shows in the original productions department. And uh, also a few years ago I was doing uh, some uh, uh, producing a little bit in uh, the news department. So I've, I've been doing features and stuff. Yeah, so it, it's been good. It's been a fun ride. Um, David O'Flaherty show? Or is that not David Faraday? No. Okay, no, David no, 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 not David Faraday. I produce uh, Quest of the Card inside the Web.com tour show. Okay. Um, and I've uh, worked on Golf's Greatest Rounds. Ooh, nice. Um, and I've also worked. I've also worked on Golf Central, which is the new show that they uh, they do every night. Very cool. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, it's been that good. Sounds fun. It's so, been good. So that's what yeah. you do when you're not trying to chase Bruce Springsteen tickets. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't Precisely. that what we all do? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I, exactly. I try to finagle my schedule, you know. Absolutely. I'm sure my. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, um, it, yeah. It's, it's fun. No. You know, what's funny is um, several years ago, um, I, I worked for a company that had a very small call center, um, tech support center in Winnipeg, Canada. And Brian mm-hmm. Wilson was doing his uh, Gershwin album tour, and he wasn't coming anywhere close, but he was coming to Winnipeg. And I went to my boss and I said, okay, I haven't been to Winnipeg in a year. I usually go okay. once a year. I'm specifically picking this weekend because... Brian Wilson is going to be there performing. I didn't want you to think I, I was, you know, lying. He's like, I don't care. I'm like, okay. So, uh, so I joked there. And, I, and, go ahead. I, I, I'm going to have to have my my supervising producer. I'll have him listen to this podcast because he'll get a kick out of this. Yeah. Uh, and so it was, it's not just me. Yeah. So good. it was funny because, um, you know, customs and immigration have no sense of humor and um and i just could not resist when they asked are you coming for business or pleasure i go if my my boss asks it's business but the reality is i'm just here to see brian wilson 
and they just stared at me like, and I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have made a joke. I'm sorry. No, how right. foolish am I? Right. So. <laughs> well, I had that. I had that kind of same experience when I was. I saw him in. Uh, I saw Bruce in Ireland yeah. in 2013, and uh, I flew through Heathrow. And when I got to Heathrow, I had to go through through uh, uh, you know uh, customs. And the the custom guys go, goes, well, what are you what are you doing here in in England? And I yeah, and I'm like, well, I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen in Ireland. And he's like, y you know, he plays in the states. I'm like, yeah, but just stamp the passport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I got a connection to catch. Yeah. Yeah, so. you know, um, there's this, you know, it's a Bruce thing, is a cliche, it but is. it really is that true. And um, you know, my wife asked know how many times do you need to see him and, and and everything and it was very interesting you know to try to say how much i love it hang on just a minute sure yes lj yeah you're asleep what you need sorry i didn't um, i heard my okay. wife say my name all right so um you mentioned already that you're um, a younger sister. Um, you know, that's a theme on this show is either you're the older sibling or the younger sibling that, yep. you know, influences your music. So talk about, you know, growing up, what kind of music did your family listen to? Were you a rebel against your older siblings or did they help <laughs> influence you? Um, well, I guess they helped influence me a little. Um, they're, my oldest brother is 10 years older than me, so they were into kind of a little bit of different music than I was growing up. Um, they were more into the Grateful Dead and, you know, the, uh, uh, who else? Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Grateful Dead, you know, that, those kind of groups. Um, so, um, and growing up in the 70s, in the late 70s and the 80s when I was, you know, a teenager or so. Right. Um, it, 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 growing up in New Jersey, it, it was like a rite of passage to be a Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was a thing to do. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I, as far as music goes, I would say I kind of um, got my love of music through watching them mm -hmm. um, with, with music and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, yeah, um, I, I turned to Springsteen. Yeah, I, I, I graduated high school in 77. Um, I moved to Dallas in 86. And uh, right. my family were not big sports fans. You were talking about your family. Mine weren't at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, my right. dad, born in Tennessee, grew up in Ohio. My mom grew up in a small town in Louisiana. Um, and we just were not sports fans. I, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a casual Saints fan because I had a roommate that was a sure. fan. And so when I moved to Dallas, it is truly in the atmosphere in Dallas. You know, I mean, right. yeah, loving the Cowboys, right. college football. I mean, just and all of a sudden um, I became a fan. And my son, you know, was born here. He, he likes to say... Um, he was born in February of 1989, um, a week right. before Tom Landry got fired. So he says, I'm a Tom Landry baby, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, um, exactly. and, you know, yeah. and he has that, growing up, he has that mentality. In fact, um, right. 
I got tickets to see little Steven. He's coming here in Dallas October 22nd. Uh -huh. I asked Chris, I said, do you want to go? And he said, yes. And then after I had already bought tickets, he said, wait a minute, when are the Cowboys playing on that Sunday? And I'm like, I don't care. I, you know, I want to go see little Steven. He's like, okay, let me exactly. check. And he's like, oh, I don't know if we can make the concert, Dad. I'm like, can you sell my tickets? And I'm like, well, I at know. least you have the right perspective. Uh, either I failed right. or I succeeded exactly. as a father. Exactly. So, <laughs> so Gene, you mentioned that it yep. was everywhere around you, you know, kind of in the atmosphere and the DNA. So can you sure. remember the moment you first discovered Bruce, or is it just something you've always known? I think it's something I've always known. Um, getting back to kind of my musical uh, influence growing up, I, I, I'm going to tell you something that I probably haven't told a lot of people. But no I grew up, listening. I was a Captain okay. and Tennille. I, was, I know. I was a Captain and Tennille fan when I was, when I was like 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, and I think once I heard Bruce Springsteen, I just kind of went the other way. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I love the easy listening stuff, you know, Captain mm -hmm. and all the Carpenters, you know. But once I heard Bruce Springsteen, I think it just changed my whole outlook on rock music. Do you think the young um, Jean Marie would have been upset that the yeah. Captain and Tennille broke up? <laughs> probably at at that time, yeah, I probably would have been. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they just recently, I'm, I'm right, today. in the past few years. They yeah. Had, and, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, that was, I can imagine. Um, well, that's okay. In the spirit of sh sharing, um, <laughs> you know, KLOU, KOK, and uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, all top 40. So, you know, right. I grew up loving Elton John, Barry Manilow. Yep. I had a, I had a Letterman, the Letterman um, eight track that I wore out, you know. So right. I loved sure. um, top forty songs and 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 this right. whole everything about it. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think that's what drew me to Springsteen because I love his ballads, yeah. but I also love his rock songs. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he had that mix of both, and it just I think that's what drew me too. Mm -hmm. When was your first just show? Just the mix that he had. On 1984 at Brendan Byrne Arena on the Born in the USA tour. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long time coming, but yeah. it was it was good. <laughs> it was good. It was yeah. It was life changing. <laughs> yeah, I I talk about this often on the show that I think there's two kinds of people: the people that go to a Bruce Springsteen show for the first time and go, yeah. "Wow, that was long." And then the second ones go, oh, my goodness, <laughs> yeah. I want to sell everything I own and keep going to the, every show I can find. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, my wife there's, is there's the first. Never... I'm the second. Sure. Sure. Yeah, there's never one show that's the same. And no. I try to explain it to people, and it's hard to explain. But it, it's the crowd's different. Just, you know, it's just the way he, he plays with the crowd and stuff like that. The no show is, is the same with him. It's amazing. Yeah, even... Um... Because Linda asked specifically, I ended up going to four different um, mm -hmm. River shows. And right. um, she says, is it bothering you because, you know, it's almost the same show every time. And I said, mm -hmm. no. And to continue the sports analogy, um, when you miss an extra point, you chase it the rest right. of the game. So I feel right. like because the first time I saw Bruce, I was able to see Bruce live was 
in the Rising Tour 2002. And so I feel like uh -huh. I've been chasing ever since. I'm trying to catch up because, you know, I, I, I want to see him as many times as I can before this journey ends. And, and so, um, and I was candid. I said the songs I didn't like on the river the fourth time I saw the show, I still didn't like them. The songs I liked, right. I loved a lot more. And there were songs right. that I appreciated. Um, Independence Day was a song I kind of liked. But after hearing right. the story and him doing it live, it brilliant. became a brilliant yeah. song that I just adored. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, right. I'll be honest with you. See, I saw him do the River album twice. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, three times, I think. And uh, it, it, all three times, when he played The Price You Pay and To Drive All Night, it that made the night for me. Yeah. It, it just, that, that double punch was just incredible. Yeah. And, and again, it's hard to explain, but it's just that feeling you get. It's just, it was amazing. Well, and you know what I got a kick out of is the idea that someone, you know, is looking back at something he did, you know, he's now in his 60s that he did in his 30s from a totally sure. different perspective. I just found that sure. fascinating. And I also believe that the band had a sense of weak we don't know how many more times we're going to be able to do this. Um, and right. we're enjoying this comradeship, this band yep. of brothers and, you know, and just having fun. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I put my disclaimer out there. The amount of times you've seen Bruce yep. is not a fair barometer of how <laughs> big of a fan you are. Yep. We have no test on this podcast about being quote unquote, a verified fan. Um, but how many times have you seen him perform live? Okay, I, I let me just preface this. If, if the first ten or fifteen shows, I didn't kind of keep track. But then I said to myself, I really should just for prosperity. You know what I mean? Just for my own sake. And I'm up to fifty-one, fifty-one awesome. shows. So yeah, I, yeah. I totally get that because um, there's a singer-songwriter that. Linda and I met like in 1988 named Sarah Hickman. Um, she was living in Dallas. We, we found her at a small club. We started going to see her and she, we, I cannot count the amount of times we've seen her perform live. Um, right. You know, and so, because you weren't thinking about it at the time, you just, you went and saw her at a small club and we would go, um, this is sure. when we were much younger, Jean Marie. Um, she yeah, would play every Monday night at 10 p.m. Right. in a club. Mm -hmm. So we would get off work, go home, take a nap, then wake up and drive downtown to the club okay. to see her perform so that we yep. wouldn't be exhausted the next day. Now, that's what you do in your 20s. <laughs> you know? I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, exactly. So I know you've mentioned you saw him in Ireland, which I'm very jealous about. Yeah. Um, how about yes. any other uh, European or um, foreign tours? No, no. Just uh, I saw him twice in Ireland in 2013. I saw him in Cork and uh, Belfast. Um, and Jesse, it is an experience seeing him in Europe. Um, the the it, it's the the crowd is is it's just different in the respect that it's, it's a younger crowd. Um, um, and it's, they're not crazy. 
you know, they're not, it's not a crazy younger crowd, but it's, they're just so passionate. And, you know, like when he starts breaking into Badlands, it's, it's a wave down yeah. in the pit. It's just, you have to go with it, you know, and it's just, their passion is just unparalleled. But it was so, just so neat to just do the queuing and, and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it was an experience. Um, did you, I know the audience is different, but did you find yeah. the experience in the pit beforehand and visiting with people? Is Was it similar? Was it a little different? How, how did you find that? Um, It was somewhat similar. I would say it was somewhat similar. You know, you make friends and stuff because you have to do roll call. So you have to be there every three or four hours to hit roll call. Otherwise, right. you lose your spot in the queue and you have to go back to the end. Um, so, um, and I, in Cork, I was number 13, I think. So oh, wow. I, I was, there was, there was no way I was not making a roll call. Um, so it, it yeah, you kind of, you know, so you, you're kind of with people all day for like mm -hmm. three days. So you get to know people and stuff like that. There, especially over in Europe, there is a camaraderie that you do, um, you do get, you know what I mean? Cause there were some of the same people that were in Cork were also in Belfast. So it, 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 in that respect, it's kind of nice, you know, because they travel together. Oh, I can only imagine because, um, you know, the few people I, I've met up, um, especially now that I'm doing the podcast, you know, I've started to meet sure. people and share people. And there is that sense of um, friendship and, and yeah. sibling, you know, brothers and sisters in the fandom. Sure. Uh, I can totally get so, yeah. sorry about that that's okay um, um yeah no well let me just let me just say something it's it's crazy because i usually go to the shows by myself okay and i'll be honest my my family looks at me like i'm crazy they're like how can you go to a, a show by yourself and i'm like i'm not by myself i go I'm, i have yeah. i have so many facebook friends that are, that are at the show and and it's I, not at all i i saw him in in pittsburgh um last September and uh, which was an incredible show. It was the September 11th show that okay. he did in Pittsburgh, and and I met up with some Canadian fans that were there that I know from Facebook. And actually, one of the Canadian fans was in Cork, so I knew her from Cork. And oh, how funny. It, it's just it it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Well, you know, I went to Nashville I think in 2012 to see the show, mm -hmm. um, and. Um, I had met Donna with Bruce Funds via Twitter. I had not met her in person. And so she uh -huh. had said, hey, we're going to meet at a restaurant before the uh, the night before the show. So, you know, I met her. And so I'm talking to my wife. And my wife's like, you're going to meet people you've never met? You know, is that know. safe? And I'm like, well, first off, it's mostly women. So shouldn't they be worried about meeting this <laughs> strange guy? And, and right. secondly... We're Bruce fans. No, we're gonna exactly, be fine. and exactly. It's yeah. It's like it's like we're symbiotic. It's like we're symbiotic. You know what I mean? We have the same telepathy <laughs> type oh, it thing. Is. And I'm also very heck. You know, I, I I do a Doctor Who podcast, and I'm active in yep. science fiction fandom, and there is that sense of camaraderie, and there's wonderful people I've met online. But there's a higher percentage of a little bickering and a little bit of more 
um, the ugly side of fandom in this kind of every right. group I've ever met. Um, right. The closest I've seen is I feel like the Broadway and the Ticketmaster has brought up some unpleasant parts of some of our fandom. I don't think everywhere, uh -huh. yeah. but I just think it has shown, and I think it's all comes to a place of disappointment. So, right. um, yeah. but overall. And, and you, knew, you knew going in that would happen because it was yeah. it's a small theater and only so many shows, and so it, it was inevitable. <laughs> yeah, I, I've kind of talked about this, that, um, you know, and Peter Chianka on um, Blogness just posted about it. He thinks the verified fan was the worst name. If they had called it verified person, um, it may not have insulted people just as much. Um, and right. I said, I don't think anyone should take this personal that they didn't get tickets because no. it's just there's this the, the supply is too small and right. the demand too high. Right. Now, right. And also, too, I, I, I know, I'm sorry, I know I've heard people complaining about the price of the tickets and all that, you know, that they're $800 and yeah. and such. And, and I can understand StubHub, you know, sure. um, but, um, but like for $800, I, I'm going to be honest with you, having grown up in the New York area and been around Broadway a little bit, I know that's for, for a top-notch show, that's the going price. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, they're not, I don't think they're scamming people. That's the going price. The fact that you can get in for $75 or so is, is pretty good. Yeah, and um, I, I had someone on one of the Facebook page when Forbes announced how much money Bruce made last year, and someone said, right. that's ridiculous. No one should make that much money. And my answer was, did you want him to do less shows? I, I mean, right. you're complaining that he's not touring this year. Um, right. And, like, when are you going to get back on the road, uh, Bruce? Uh, it is what it is. I mean, that's the cost. That's that's what it is today, you know what I mean? I, absolutely. You know, what's he supposed to do? Not not make such and such money because, you know, he's supposed to be the everyman? No, it's that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> it's $100 to park your car at the Death Star jerry world here in right. dallas i mean to right. park your car it's a 100 bucks not a ticket right that's just right. parking um and so and there are you know as you well know you hear people say, yeah. how much does it cost to go to a golf major or any sure. you know exactly. it, it is it is just expensive nowadays it uh, absolutely now that said did you get lucky yeah. are you going to see him on broadway no, I didn't get lucky, Jesse. No, no. So, I, but I will be up there over Thanksgiving and Christmas. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. I'm kind of, kind of hoping maybe they'll put some tickets on sale um, the day of. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll have some tickets or something, so and I can shoot in the city and maybe camp out for the day or something. Uh -huh. um, to, and so we'll we'll see what happens. But we'll see what happens. I, I... And and. Go you know, I, I think I posted something on Twitter or Facebook. If if I don't get a ticket for this, I'm really okay because yeah. I know that I'm I have more money to spend when he when he's with the E Street Band. Would it be great to see him on Broadway? Yes, I'd love to, but um, but that's how I'm kind of looking at it. 
I think that is a healthy way to look at it. I do not think yes. TKTS will have Bruce Springsteen tickets. Uh, no, you know. no, um, I don't either. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I I didn't get selected either. I, I'm you know I I'm glad I don't have to make that choice about would you know am I going to pay four or five hundred dollars a seat? Um, and, right, exactly. And so I you're just I know we don't know, but what's your thoughts on it? You mentioned earlier as we were talking about every show is different. Do you think he's mm -hmm. going to be more consistent on this Broadway run? Um, I, I it, It's hard to tell. I think in general, I think he will be. Um, there might be some nights when he kind of, when he might substitute certain, you know, certain songs. Uh, but I, I do think in general, it will be um, pretty much the same every night. Because this is, this is the kind of show that, in general, people aren't going to go twice to, and I yeah. think he knows that. So I, I think it will be a pretty much standard set list. I'm thinking so, too. I think there may be yeah. a change, but I think overall, um, you know, uh, just today someone uh, released a possible set list from the rehearsal. Right. Uh, and, I saw that. Um, I, I do think this is... You know, I, I was lucky enough to get a ticket for Devils and Dust. That was actually my second show uh -huh. ever. And Yeah, that um, was a great tour, by the it way. It was because it really did feel like he was almost in a college lecture hall. Yeah. And and talking yeah. about this is how I make these songs and what we're doing. And I know. So I think, I hope it is a fairly consistent um, set list because yeah. whenever we get a HBO special or a DVD or Blu-ray that way it won't sure. just be one you know I don't know about you but when I, sure. I I don't buy every you know release you know like right. for the tours but I'm looking like okay which one had a really ooh I like this set list it had you know it, it had sure. a couple so uh, let me get this one um right so yeah I think it would be interesting that if it is Overall, the same things will be very cool. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And like I said, because most, I think most people are just going to one show, I think he'll keep it pretty standard. I do too. Now, I, this yeah. is pretty a simple question, but you seem, right. it doesn't seem to bother you that he's going or the pricing. You do not agree with some of the fandom that feel like he's quote unquote sold out. No. Good no, not at all. No, I, I like I said that eight hundred dollars. You could spend eight hundred dollars to go see Hamilton. Yeah. you know what I mean. And that's a top-notch show on Broadway. That's the going price. Yeah, it is, and um, I think that's awesome. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, and he's offering seventy-five to two hundred dollar tickets. You know, the fact that he's doing that is is yeah. You have to give him credit for that. So as we kind of move forward, is there, do you have any pit stories you want to share or stories about live shows that, where you had kind of an interesting experience? Um, I'm trying to think of some interesting, well, I, I, I yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, not, so, not, uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I can. <laughs> Actually, it, I have some interesting stories about how I actually um, 
how I actually got into the the onto the floor for the yeah. first time okay. at a Spring City show. Yes. I actually I saw him on the Magic Tour. Yes. I I went up to my my parents' house and I totally blanked that he was playing in Boston, which is two three hours away. Right. He was playing that weekend, the the weekend right before Thanksgiving, and I'm sitting at my parents on that Saturday and I'm going I. I have to see if there's still tickets available. So I went to the library. I got on the internet. There was tickets available. Upper bowl behind the stage. I guarantee it was last row. So I'm like, okay, I'm in the arena. Let's I'm go. In the building. So That's I, right. I, yeah, yeah. And again, my my parents, they didn't. They were crazy, but they, uh, we were like, okay, go ahead. You know, and literally, I went up that that day and I came back on Greyhound that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, I took the Greyhound up and I went, I picked up my ticket at Will Call, went over to a bar across the street and I got something to eat. And now the place is filling up with Springsteen fans. And literally this guy comes over to me and he was, I think he was with his daughter or something like that, but it was really crowded in there by this point. And he comes over to me and we start chatting and he goes, where are you sitting? I go, oh, you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I'm upper balls behind the stage. And he pulls out a general admission ticket. He's like, the only, the only hitch is you can't get in the lottery. The, the lottery had already happened. Right. And I'm like, that's, I'm still way ahead of the game. So sure. that was my first, that was my first um, experience being in the pit, in, not in the pit, but in general admission on the floor. And I, after that, I just said to myself, I, getting a seat again is just, there's no point to it. This is just—it's so good down yeah. on the floor. But um, yeah, awesome. so that—that that was kind of my first experience. Yeah, and you know, I—I I probably I think the first time I actually tried for the pit, I got in in Miami, um, and I was super—I was super close. I was like two or three people away. Yeah. And I, Jesse, if it—it—it is—it is incredible to that moment when the lights come up and he's standing there. And you're, he's literally like five feet away from you. And you're just like, oh my God, it's, it's the most surreal feeling in the world. You know, I've been told that by other people. I, I'm, I'm a man of size and I hate to stand yeah. and I'm just like, I know. you know, I'm I know. like, oh, the, you know, if you could walk up and like, okay, um, you can now go into the I area. Know. Um, but the waiting and everything. I just don't know if I could do it, though. Um, I know. I, I everyone know. has told me, I though, that that experience is something pretty special and that every fan yeah. should try to do it at least once. Yes, I agree. Okay. Very I totally cool. agree. Yeah. It's it's life-altering. Yeah, uh-huh. it's great. It's, yeah, it's yeah. great fun. And I, I can tell you another story, too. I, I went up to... Uh, uh, I think 2009 as well. 2009, I did pretty well. I went up to Baltimore. I flew up to Baltimore. Again, it was right before Thanksgiving, so it was perfect timing. And uh, I flew up to Baltimore. I literally woke up at 3 a.m., got a flight up to Baltimore, um, went down, got my lottery ticket. I totally missed the pit by a landslide. Um, there were literally like a 1,000 some odd people that got wristbands. So I, I knew my, my odds were not very good. Um, and I, I got in there and I kind of, I looked over to the right when I got on the floor, I looked over to the right and there was, uh, I, 
there were the security guys who were letting people into the pit, but I noticed there were a bunch of people who were just kind of standing off to the side. So I thought, okay, it just looks like a good spot. So I walked over and I stood there and I'm like, well, if this is where I am all night, because the, the whole general mission was half full already by the time I got in. And I was like, well, if, if this is my, the spot I have, I'm okay for the night, you know. And uh, two pe- I'm standing there. Two people came, stood next to me, and the security guard shooed him away. Two other, two other people came, and he told them, you know, you, gotta, you guys got to go. And I, finally, after about a half hour or so, he looks at me and he goes, how many people you have? I go, it's just me. And he goes, go ahead, go ahead in. And so I, I, I kind of got in the pit oh, how <laughs> um, funny. without a wristband. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy. And again, I ended up probably two or three back from the, the center stage. So, but it, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> it was an exhausting day, but it was great. Um, you know, I, I've told the story before, but at the... Um, at the last minute, I went to Linda and I said, hey, Bruce is going to be here at Grand Prairie Verizon's Theater. It's, you know, him solo. I know you have sure. no interest in going, but would you mind if I go? And she goes, no, if you can get a ticket, Bye. go. And so I was at the very last row on the it's it's a first floor and then there's a balcony and i was at the very right. last row to the right was the aisle to the left was a pillar i had a seat right. by itself and i'm like okay you know i'm i'm as far as away as i could be that's okay and someone came up and said do you want a better seat and i immediately said no and i'm good there you go. but because i think it's a scalper <laughs> and then i realized yeah. wait a minute I'm already in the building. So I went right. back to the guy and I'm like, I'm sorry, did you offer me a better seat? He goes, yeah, sure, here. And so I ended up being four or five yeah. rows. Um, from, right. And I was like, well, so every it's since, funny because the guy, yeah. go ahead. It's funny because the guy with the guy in Boston, when he pulled the ticket out and he said, here's a general admission ticket, instantly I went, uh, oh, how much do you want for it? You know, and I, I had said to myself, I wasn't going to buy a ticket. You know, I wasn't going to scalp a ticket or trade it or anything. Yeah. And I'm like, how much do you, do you want for the ticket? And he's like, oh, you can just have it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So it, I, I was like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Um, yeah. So we haven't talked too much about specific songs or albums, but you uh-huh. want to share some of your favorite songs or albums and and why it means so much to you? Uh, sure. Um, I'll, I'll just start by saying I'm not, I don't sit and analyze his music and analyze the words. I just kind of let it happen. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, probably I, I, I love Land of Hope and Dreams. I, I, I absolutely love that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, like I said, on the River Tour, Price You Pay. Drive all night. Eek, eek, those two songs you can't get better than those. Um, um, if there's if there's a couple songs that I'm that I'm kind of hoping for that I've never seen, um, that I'm hoping for, um, I would I, I've never seen him do "Back in Your Arms." That would be tremendous. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I I saw him do "Be True," 
1988 um, in, uh, at Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, um, and that was just incredible. And he doesn't play that very often, so that, that was a super treat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, um, probably my favorite album of his, if I, if I had to, it, it's Between the River and Darkness on the Edge of Town. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to say Darkness on the Edge of Town. You know, I do, I love the river too, but yeah. I'm going to say Darkness on the Edge of Town is probably my favorite album. Any specific reason why um, Darkness wins out? I just, I just love the songs from beginning to end on Darkness on the Edge of Town. Okay. You know, it's just blue collar. It's just, I just, I don't know. It just hits a note with me. I think, I think, you know, again, going back to when I was, was 12 or 13, I, you know, I think when I was 12 or 13, when that album came out, I was in seventh or eighth grade, so I was 12 or 13. And, and I remember getting that album for Christmas, and it just holds, I think it just holds me, some meaning to me. And just, you know what, that album cover on Darkness of the Edge of Town is just, it's the best. It is iconic, isn't it? Yeah, it's the best. I mean, it just looks so cool and so great. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, final thoughts as we go through. I, I don't want to keep you too late. Um, any no. final thoughts you want to share or um, any... Um, you think he's going to tour this summer, or you think um, he's going to try to take this Broadway show overseas or on the road? I I think I think he will take it over to Europe. Um, I personally I don't think we'll see East Street at least until next fall. That's okay. just my opinion. Um, yeah, because I mean, generally he doesn't generally start a tour in the summer, right. and that's pretty much what he would have to do. Um, so, and I think he likes taking the summers off. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I personally, I don't see another East Street fan tour until, uh, probably fall of 2018. Okay. October, November, maybe. Okay. Yeah. That's just my opinion, but no, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I do, I do see him taking the Broadway thing to, to Europe for sure. I, I think that. I, I hope so. I think that would be cool. I um, yeah. I, I know there's been debate about the show may not be eligible for a, a Tony, but it would be so cool right. if he could have won. If he could win a Tony, <laughs> I mean, just yeah. Uh, you know, I've been on the record that his music has brought me so much joy and helped me through so many tough times. That whatever he wants to Absolutely. do, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna back him and I'm gonna be happy. So, absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah his, his music has helped a lot of people i think absolutely now do you have any friends you want to give a shout out to before we close up um i'm trying to think i don't mm, no just you know just some of the facebook friends that i've made um there's there's so many um i've met so many people living down here in florida i've met so many florida springsteen fans um yeah. that are just you know diehards I mean, literally, when I say diehards, I mean, we go see tribute shows. You yeah. see B Street Band and, and all that. Um, so uh, probably all the Florida Springsteen fans that I know, um, the ones down in South Florida, the ones in Jacksonville, um, you know, it's, it's great. I actually, when Jake played, Jake played a living room show 
and he played two living room shows in Florida, and I got invited to both. Oh, nice. <laughs> which was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, so I saw him in Jacksonville, and that was incredible. Yeah, that was that was tremendous. Um, I highly recommend it. If he if he ever plays, he's he's great to go see. Yeah, I'm I I'm hoping that he um, adds a Dallas stop on the tour. Um, you know, right. I know he's done. Um, he's he's you know starting to tour the U.S., but right now he's not coming anywhere close. So I'm hoping right. to see him. I think that would be great. Um, like yeah, I said, we're seeing little Steven next in October. Mm -hmm. Um, so right. yeah, we got to get your fix wherever you can, right? I know, I know. I think I'm seeing little Steven. I think down in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. I think the end of October as well. So Good. he's probably doing Dallas and then going to Fort Lauderdale. So yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I apologize if I'm messing up my geography. Um, you know, I live in Dallas, and everyone has asked right. me how I did with the hurricane, and I'm like, I'm three or four hours away from Harvey where I know. It hit Houston, but thank you. But how about you with uh, <laughs> you and your uh, family in there in Florida? Everything's good here. Um, it's, I, I don't know if you've ever been through a hurricane, Jesse, but it's, it's fairly intense. <laughs> I, um, um, but every, everything is, uh, everything is good. Yeah. The eye came right over Orlando. So wow. it's, it's pretty intense, but it, we, luckily we're way inland. So mm -hmm. that, that helped us considerably. Yeah, I was lucky. Um, growing up in Louisiana, um, a, a, a huge hurricane never hit us. Um, so right. it would be a lot of rain and a lot of wind, uh -huh. and you know you would lose power. And, um, you know, the, the joke about, you know, they have hurricane parties every time it blows. You know, you would. You would have sure. people come over, and you would, you know, have food and <laughs> yeah. drinks and and you knew you were going to be without power, but it was going to be okay. So uh, I'm right, glad everything's right. fine. I'm good. Um, yep. yep. Thanks. So if someone wants yeah. to reach you, how can they? Uh, I'm on Facebook at J.M. Anderson. And I'm also on Twitter at, at TV Genie. Okay. And so, I yeah. am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. The show is at Set Lusting Bruce. And if you want to be on the show and share your Springsteen story the way that Jean Marie just did so wonderfully, uh, reach out to me through setlustingbruce at gmail.com or send me on Twitter. Uh, let me know and we can schedule a time. Um, it's fairly painless, isn't it, Jean? It's very painless. Oh, that's it's a good. labor of love to talk about Bruce. Oh, it is. And it's so nice. I appreciate <laughs> it so much. Um, yeah. We're going to end with some folks are born into a good life. Other folks get it anyway, anyhow. I lost my money. I lost my wife. Them things don't seem to matter much to me now. Tonight I'll be on that hill because I can't stop. I'll be on that hill with everything I've got. Lies on the line where dreams are found and lost. I'll be there on time and I'll pay the cost for waiting things that only can be found in the darkness on the edge of town. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Gene. And we'll talk to you soon.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.